Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Browns fans. Dalvin Thompson had new defensive tackle for y'all, man. I'm super excited to be here playing the dog pound and everything and make some plays for y'all, man. Seems ready to get some wins as well. So let's have a good season. Make sure y'all come to the games and support us like y'all always been doing. Appreciate y'all. Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. Hey, what's up, Browns fans? Welcome to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Josh with you today, and I got a special guest, Derek Frisbee from DF Sports on YouTube, joining the show today. How are we doing, Derek? Doing good. Got a lot to talk about. We've been uh, pretty busy. We have been busy. Browns have been signing guys do you feel like it's been a little bit more i don't know what i want to say hot and heavy frequent like they've been signing more guys than the last couple years yeah i feel like in the in the past few years it's been more upfront signings you know you saw andrew berry come out and get john johnson and austin hooper and now it's kind of like all right let's let the dust settle and then let's get some of these cheaper guys so yeah a little bit more but i also think it's kind of calculated it's like a wait and see who falls type deal yeah i I definitely agree with you so we're gonna get Derek's opinions on free agency uh kind of get his overall grade for the browns so far as maybe top favorite signing maybe top one or two and then we'll just kind of get some ideas of guys that you've got your eyes on that that browns could still potentially sign and what position do you think we need to fill but before we dive into all that make sure you check us out on all our socials twitter instagram twitter facebook what did I just even say? All those? I don't even know. But anyway, YouTube, make sure that you are liking this video. Subscribe to the channel. We got more content coming out all the time. Uh, hit the notification bell so you don't miss anything. You're going to be seeing more of Derek here in the future. He's definitely going to be joining us, right, for draft night in April? I would love to. Okay, Derek's going to be live in studio. And he's actually going to get a little bit of a treat because as of right now, we're not planning on uh, streaming straight from our podcast studio, which you'll still get to come see in person and everything, all the setup. But we're actually going to stream from our sister studio, the AGA Studios, which is more of like a TV cool. studio. So it's going to be, it's going nice. to be pretty legit. I think we're gonna we're gonna have a good time doing it. Nice. Yeah. So that'll hey, be. You don't gotta you don't gotta treat me like I'm Stephen A. I don't need the special studio. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Yeah, you good. better take it. So make sure you guys are tuning in April twenty eighth, seven o'clock. We're gonna kick it off day uh, night two of the NFL draft. That way we can cover round two where the Browns actually do have a pick. Uh, and we'll just kind of go for round two, round three, as long as we can, till we get too tired, I guess. But there you go. last thing, make sure you guys check out the t-shirt contest. Go to thedogspodcast.com slash win, W-I-N, for all the details on that. And make sure if you want more Browns content, join the dogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member. Derek's in there. He's one of our guys. We have a lot of fun. We're putting more content out. Extra episode every week. It's a little more uncensored. We, we just kind of let her loose a little <laughs> bit. So that's all. Always a good you time. You want to hear the real Blake. The real Blake, the yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if you can handle the Blake on the show, give jointhedogs.com a try yeah. and see if you can handle that, Blake. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. 
<laughs> All right. Well, let's just kick it off. Let's dive into, you know, your thoughts. Uh, let's give us your overall grade and feelings on the Browns free agency so far. Yeah. So my overall grade, I'm going to give them a B plus, but the thing here is I feel like it has potential to be an A, A minus because a lot of the guys that we signed, I think, and not to jump the gun here, but my favorite is Dalvin Thomas okay. because he's the most sure thing, right? That's a guy you locked him up for four years. Yes. It was a little bit pricey. No, it wasn't Javon Hargrave. No, it wasn't Draymond Jones, but you got a guy at a position who is his best skill set is that run defense. And Josh, I know you got to a couple games. I got to a couple games for the first time, by the way. That was fun. Um, but it wasn't fun watching that interior defensive line just get ran all over all season. It was atrocious. So Tomlinson is your sure thing, right? He's going to come in. He's going to be your veteran, your big impact guy on that interior defensive line. But getting uh, Okoronkwo which I've learned to say that name, which we're going to still call him double O, but (laughs) you know, you got to pick it up sooner or later. Having two guys in the top four, as far as pass rush win rate is insanity. Like Josh, that is crazy that that's a thing that we can say. Um, So he's going to be getting a little bit bigger of a role. I think we're going to use him in rotation though. I think on rundowns, I think you're going to see some Alex Wright thrown out there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with him, but that has potential. Man, how many how many years in a row have we said, hey, get that guy for Miles Garrett, opposite of him? Clowney was all right. I liked some of what we got out of Clowney, but we have a guy here that could really, really pop off if everything goes well. Um, just overall, some of the re-signings, I think Posa coming back is really good. Taki coming back is really good. And I think the underrated one, A.J. Green, is really good depth. Yeah. Um, and then outside of that, I mean, hey, you know, some of the D tackles we signed. Hurst, Hurst, you talked about it. He's got some potential, man. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not a, you know, starter come in and just light you up, but he's a guy that could be really good in rotation. And then last one that I want to talk about here, Juan Thornhill. Man, to get a safety of his caliber for seven mil a year and he's only guaranteed fourteen. That's that's pretty good, and I think what people forget is the Browns, yes, the Chiefs have won multiple Super Bowls, but the Browns have a better secondary. When used correctly, the Browns have a better secondary. So as good as Juan Thornhill played in Kansas City, imagine him not having to worry as much about the busted coverages, which I know some fans are going to be laughing given what we've seen, but... I think under Jim Schwartz, that'll be cleaned up a lot more. And now you have a legit free safety who's a ball hawk, can knock balls out of the air, can pick balls off. So I think overall, I'm going to give it a B plus. I think we're one to two away from an A is where I'm sitting right now. I I don't think that's unfair whatsoever. I think um, you made a couple great points there. One thing that I've seen over and over on social media and people just commenting on our stuff is we get a lot of feedback from Chiefs fans that are devastated they lost Juan Thornhill. They love that guy. And to see the fan base of the team that the guy just came from coming to our our team's content and saying, You guys got you guys got one. You got one here. Like that's that's pretty encouraging to see because a lot of times, more times than not, when a guy leaves the team, the fan base is usually ready for him to go. Mm. Think about clowny with us, like, okay, it's time to go. Like you know, it just it doesn't always end well, but with the Chiefs and Thornhill, 
it did and they love him. And I think you made a great point about Oboe being opposite of Miles Garrett, but putting him in tandem with Dalvin Tomlinson in the middle because Tomlinson is going to create pressure in his own right, which will free up more potential for these two guys off the edge to to hit home. And, and that's what they're good at. Yeah. Yeah, and Tomlinson's he's a beefy dude. Yes, he is. That is that is a big man. And you know, a lot of people are going to talk about the rest of that defensive tackle room. For me, we're going to be all right. I mean, there's a there's a couple things I would like them to do in that defensive tackle room, including probably assigning another guy yeah. who's out there who I'll bring up later. Um, and then draft one at some point. You don't have to draft one at 42, but if you draft one, you know, third, fourth round, okay, you know, throw a guy in that room. Um, but yeah, just, you know, you've talked about it. I've talked about it. Um, it, it. Just having that guy that you can rely on. It's not the question mark. Dalvin Thompson, you know who he is, right? Kevin Stefanski knows who he is. You don't got to worry about that. And you can kind of supplement that room around him now which is a it's a big relief it's a massive relief because you don't have to worry about your top guy you can worry about two three four five right. yeah. whatever rotation you want to fill in there and plus how much is a guy like that going to help uh parry out winfrey i feel like that's that's going to be a big big deal yeah that's kind of an underrated um benefit right there for sure because parry showed second half of the year you know maybe the the last third of the season Last year, he really started to come on and, and pop off the tape. You know, you'd be watching games and thinking, well, there's Perry on Winfrey. Okay. Um, you started to see the potential of why he was touted so much higher than what he got drafted. Yeah. He he was a puppy last season and he started to develop into a dog. That's, I like that's it. what it is. Yep. And by all, you know, we talked about this at the beginning of last season too, in regards to Winfrey, the, the defensive tackle position takes a little longer to develop in the NFL just because the guys that these defensive tackles are up against in college, the offensive linemen, they can bully them around so much easier than you can these professional linemen that actually made it to the NFL and are starting on the opposing offensive line. So it's definitely a challenge for these, you know, rookie defensive tackles to come right in and transition because there's just it, it's tougher for them. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's a weird position. It's kind of like tight end. You talk yes. about tight end takes a little bit longer. D tackle, and it's also who are you with? Because if you have nobody helping you, then you're kind of screwed. Yeah. So that's part two in agreeing with you on why I think, you know, bringing in a guy like Delvin Tomlinson, just that veteran leadership was so desperately needed. We had a bunch of children on that defensive line, and, you know, but you can't really expect anything less than what we've got. That's the effort you put into the room. That's what you're going to get. So now you're you're putting more effort in. I think you're going to get a lot more out of it. That's how I feel. Yeah, but I think you're, you know, you made a great point about things being different under Jim Schwartz. I think, you know, they didn't have that leader on the defensive unit last year. I mean, we talked about which guy's going to step up and be the leader. Well, at the end of the day, it starts from the top. And if you don't have a leader in the coaching position that's that's the head Mm -hmm. of that unit, it's tough for these guys, you know, that are actually playing to step up and try to be the leader because... There's nobody above you to take that that responsibility. So I think Jim Schwartz is going to make a huge, huge difference for this defense. Yeah, and I think it's going to make a huge difference for Kevin Stefanski. I think he desperately, desperately needed the head coach of the defense 
And he gave that job to one of his buddies who Mm -hmm. never should have been in that spot. And now you have a legit guy who this defense and this team can look at. And I'm not, not even just the defense. The team as a whole can look at Jim Schwartz and look at what he's done in the NFL and say, that's a guy you can believe in because he's got the record. He's got Super Bowl. So, or a Super Bowl. I can't remember. But he's proven, right? Kevin Stefanski, as much as I love him and I think he's good, he's not going to garner the same respect as a Jim Schwartz. So the fact that Kevin doesn't have to necessarily deal with the defense as much anymore and can kind of manage his own thing, I think that's that's a big deal. Yeah, because that's a great point. Kevin is not your typical head coach where he's overseeing all facets of the team. He is so offensive focused because he's calling the plays. That's his thing. So that's his specialty. He likes to stay in that lane and that's fine. If, if that's what you're good at, stay in your lane. But at the same time, if you're not going to focus on the defense and that's not your thing, you better make sure whoever is in charge knows what they're doing and can get the job exactly. done. Joe Woods was just not that guy. You're right. Absolutely not. Never should have got the job to begin with. No. I mean, it's I've heard people say, oh, he was a hot name when we hired him. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he failed. He failed in Denver. He was, you know, lucky enough to be on a coaching staff that, you know, was in the Super Bowl with the 49ers. We've seen it happen all the time. You know, these guys go from coordinator to defensive coordinator. And for whatever reason, it just doesn't work out. I don't hate Jim Schwartz or not Jim Schwartz. I don't hate Joe Woods, the person, you know, for all accounts, he's a good guy. But it's the same thing with Freddie Kitchens. It's like, dude, you don't you don't know what you're doing. Right. Like, you got a great defense right now to work with and you just do not know what you're doing. So yeah, Schwartz. I, I'm pumped about Schwartz. I really wanted um oh gosh. You know who I'm talking Flores. about. Ryan Flores. Yeah, I really wanted Flores, but looking at the bigger picture, I think Schwartz, even though he's older, so it's not like he's gonna be a long term solution but he's not going to be a head coach again right he'll be so, a longer term than Flores would have been yeah exactly so I I think it was he was the number one guy it's kind of the same thing with Baba it's like hey they identified him they interviewed him first they got him so I don't know I think the coaching staff took a took a major step forward I don't know about you oh for sure 100 percent. I mean like I said offensively I don't think we had much of an issue I mean we were Leading the league, we were, what, top 10 in efficiency with Jacoby Brissett under center. So Kevin Stefanski can do big things with Baker Mayfield. He's done big things with Jacoby Brissett. He will do big things with Deshaun Watson whenever he gets up to speed this year. That will happen. I'm not worried about the offense at all. I know a lot of people, we can talk about wide receiver and stuff here in a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm not as concerned just because of the Stefanski-Watson like whole thing going on, but defensively had to get the right coach. Special teams had to get any other coach and we got a good one probably the best one we could have possibly gotten so very pumped about all that and one last thing about Jim Schwartz too is there's the potential that you know he brings in some of his own staff that he likes under him for some of these positional coaching jobs and then there might be a guy that develops under him that we could end up signing to a a future defensive coordinator spot without having to go out and you know interview guys again because Mm -hmm. things fell apart or whatever yeah, or even he knows guys. Right. You know, just being around the league so long, he can point, maybe not a guarantee who the next guy will be, but he can say, hey, this is the guy I endorsed for the job. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. Schwartz is awesome. I love Jim Schwartz. Great interview, fun to watch, very entertaining. Love it. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Spring is in the air, and that can only mean one thing 
spring grilling. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to spring into something delicious with their semi-annual sale. With 50% off site-wide, grab all your favorites like perfectly aged, tender steaks, ocean-fresh seafood, juicy burgers, incredible air-chilled chicken, and decadent desserts. Plus, when you go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. It's the perfect way to get fired up and spring into something special. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use code DOGS at checkout. Take advantage of this deal right now. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, and you're going to want to hurry because 50% off site-wide is only happening for a limited time. So don't miss your chance to save big right now. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout. Get that additional $30 off when you shop their semi-annual sale today. Minimum order may be required. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Sign up with code TPPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. That's great. The offseason has been, for me, I, I might already give it an A if I'm taking into account the, the coaching hires. Um, free agency, I think, you're, I think you're pretty fair with the B-plus uh, grade that you gave them there. What, what guys or guy could they sign still that you think would take it to an A? Hmm. Um, take it to an A is kind of tough because for me I think in order to make it an A you have to be an immediate big time impact guy um, I have four names for you here I don't know if they would necessarily give it an A uh, but I think could bump it up to like an A minus would be kind of where I'm looking at if you want to get technical but um, DJ Chark is somebody that I got my eyes on he's young ish he's had some injury history but he's a guy you could bring in here and he would be an instant solid number three right and you wouldn't have to count on david bell and there's kind of a an opinion going around on brown's twitter with david bell that he's a bust i don't think he's a bust at all it's hard to be a bust as a third round pick unless your name's anthony schwartz <laughs> um so i think david bell is going to be fine i just think we can't force him into a big role right now um i think chark could come in give him a one two-year deal that would help you out a lot Second one is the one I think the Browns should absolutely do, and that's Miko Hartman. Because the longer he sits out there, the cheaper he's getting. And that's true. That is your Anthony Schwartz. That's the guy that you thought you were getting, and he's available, and he's not going to cost a ton of money. And I think the Browns desperately need that integration of speed within the offense. I mean, I watching the receivers last year, it's not that they're bad, it's just... They're missing that extra level of speed and separation, right? Mari Cooper is fantastic, but outside of him, separation and speed is a major problem. Um, and just quickly while we're on receiver, 
I want Browns fans to realize we are like a year or two away from disaster at the wide receiver position if it's not addressed. The only two guys who are here three years or the only two guys that are guaranteed to be here at least for three years is literally David Bell and Michael Woods. Mm. That's it. That is it. Donovan Peoples-Jones is up for contract next year. Based on how he played this year and then getting a full season with Deshaun Watson in that new upgraded Kevin Stefanski offense, he's going to price himself out. And we're going to be we're going to be stuck if we don't find a way to either replace him or pay him. So the Browns receivers desperate. I think they need to to draft one at 42, sign a guy and maybe draft two receivers. I think they really, really need to address that position. Um, And the other two guys, Matthew Ioannidis, who's got experience starting, he would be a really good instant D tackle number two next to Tomlinson. Don't know what his price tag would be, but if you can work it out, I would give him like a a two-year deal, one-year deal if he wants to bet on himself. I think he could be a really good impact guy. And then the last one, not a not a big name necessarily, but this linebacker room needs help. And I've always liked Denzel Perriman out of Vegas. I think he would be an interesting fit. I think he would fit what Jim Schwartz would like to do. Um, I was really hoping Devin Bush might sneak his way into Cleveland, but oh well. No. Went to Seattle. Oh well. But yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned linebacker. We that is one spot that. We haven't addressed yet. I think we really need to. Um, for me, that might even be a little more important than wide receiver, though I do take your point about looking down the road. It doesn't look very good right now as far as what we have locked up uh, as far as receiver goes. McCole Hardman is a guy that I agree with you that he's getting cheaper the longer he sits out there, but I believe he's like, well, he's got to be the best free agent wide receiver available right now. Yeah, it just depends. I mean, people are getting infatuated with OBJ like they do every offseason. Yeah, so, he was supposed to play somewhere de- last year too. Yeah, just depends on who you ask. But yeah, I it's Miko Hardman's very interesting because for a guy like him with that speed, and it, he's not an Anthony Schwartz. He can catch and he can run decent routes. Like you're not talking about a, a bum with speed. He's not a John Ross. Right. Right. Um, I think the only kind of red flag with him is that he played in one of the best offenses. So point. people people view this as like that's his ceiling. I don't disagree with that, but my point here is I think it's not as much about Miko Hardman as much as it is about opening it up for everybody. Is kind of how I view it. Yeah. So that's that's why I want him. My my fear with him. Well, it's not. I don't. I mean, I guess it's not a fear about him personally or him as a player. It's the whole situation. Is I think he's probably going to cost more than what Andrew Barry is willing to pay for that role. I had. Yeah. I, you probably saw the videos. I had my eyes set on Paris Campbell because I thought we could get him at a lower price yeah. point, and he would be that guy to open up the offense. Um, he went. See, he he went for more money than what he was projected, and more money than I thought he was going to get. So that makes me wonder how much McCole Hardman's actually going to you know, get on the market. And I just, I've got a feeling that it's more than what Barry's, you know how Barry is yeah. with uh, spending the cap space. Outside of Deshaun, it's, everything's a, a deal, a bargain. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you've noticed uh, the common theme here, at least among the important guys that Andrew Barry has signed. I pointed this out 
uh, me and my buddy Tristan have a podcast and we, we notice this little detail stuff, you know, the contract side of things. Um, one Thornhill, Devlin Thompson, Okronkwo, um, all on Ethan Post, like you can throw in here, all three years or longer, three to four years. So to me, Andrew Barry is looking at certain positions and saying, we want to not have to worry about those positions for the next three years, which sure, that's great. But if you're going to do that, how are you going to address the other positions? And that that's why I bring up, you know, with linebacker and wide receiver, I mean, you don't really have the money to spend on it, so you got to hit on the draft picks. And we have not seen them hit on wide receiver or linebacker, really, for the last couple years. And it's a problem, but I think, Josh, for me, stop trading back. You find the guy that you like and take it. I mean, last year, I... I know we didn't see a lot of him, but I loved Sky Moore. I think he would have been a great fit in Cleveland, went to Kansas City. Uh, George Pickens, clearly we see what he's doing in Pittsburgh, and of course he ends up a Steeler. Yep. But you you had those guys there, and you said, let's, let's pass, right? You can't do that anymore. You got 42. Unless you're trading for Jerry Judy, take a receiver at 42. You have to do it. When I'm there draft night, let me tell you something. If it's not a receiver at 42, I'm going to be livid because I, tell me where else they should go at 42. There's not a linebacker that I would take at 42. I mean, now I agree with that. I don't know. Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Whatever is going on in your life, BetterHelp could be a great option for you. BetterHelp is convenient flexible, affordable therapy that's custom built for you. And best of all, it's 100% online so you don't have to leave the comfort of your home. And finding the right person is just as easy. Just fill out a short questionnaire and it'll match you with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for any reason at no additional charge. Look, we all have stuff we're carrying around. And finding someone that you can just talk to, a professional to just talk through it, it really truly helps. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, today for 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash dogs. What worries me about receiver at 42 is that the top, or at least from my understanding from the research I've done, the top end talent of the wide receiver class in the draft isn't very big. So it's going to drop off, and I think there's a large tier break. And so what that will has the potential to do is push guys that are you know, mid to late second round guys up into the end of the first round, early second round. And all of a sudden sitting at 42, we're stuck with guys that we should have been able to honestly trade back and probably get. And now if we're desperate trying to grab a receiver, that's just my worry because like last year we saw that run on wide receivers and there were guys that were getting taken in the first round that were eyebrow raisers a little bit. So there is the potential for that to happen, but I can't. Yeah. I can't disagree with anything you said. We have to address the position. I don't. I don't disagree with you. I think that is certainly a possibility. Although I don't see. I don't know. I don't see that happening personally because I think the top of the draft is going to be shaken up so much because <laughs> the Panthers have now blown the gates open, trading up to number one. Which, by the way, good for Justin Fields because yeah. that they fleeced the Panthers. Mm-hmm. So. 
if the Panthers take AR-15, Anthony Richardson, or God forbid they bust on a Will Levis because I don't like him at all. Um, if they take him number one, oh my gosh, then you're going to really see people going, oh my gosh, Stroud's available, Young's available, whoever else. Like The top of the draft is going to be crazy. The middle of the draft is where things are going to start to calm down. So I think depending on what these top defensive guys, where they fall, if they fall into the mid area of the draft, then I think you will see the receiver slip into the second round because there's two guys, two to three guys that are viewed as the A tier, right? You got uh, Jordan Addison, who is fantastic. I hope to God he doesn't end up in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't think he will, but I, you know how it goes. <laughs> so him, Jackson Smith, and then Jigba, and then a guy like Zay Flowers, right? Those are kind of the three names that have flown up into the first round. Outside of that, that second tier of guys... It's very deep because you have like probably seven to eight guys who are all about the same level of talent, but good at different things. So, you know, and there's going to be a lot of Browns fans who are mad at me saying this, but don't be surprised if at 42, a certain Tennessee volunteer is there (laughs) and old Jimmy gets on the phone before Andrew Barry and says, give me Jalen Hyatt. I would not be surprised. We know how Jimmy Haslam is, right? Yeah. So, I, I don't hate Jalen High. I know a lot of people do, but I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. The draft is always interesting, right? We saw last year. Uh, this year, I think it could be even crazier, honestly. Well, that'll be good because we'll be, you know, we'll be recapping the first round whenever we do our live coverage, and then we'll be going through round two, and we'll get to talk about who's on the board leading up to that pick 42 and whether or not the Browns, God forbid, they trade back again or... You know, I mean, a couple years ago, we saw them trade up a few spots to go get JOK. So, could be a situation where if basically what you're saying is you're kind of anticipating the opposite of what I'm anticipating with the wide receivers. You're thinking there might be talent getting pushed back toward us. It just depends. And I know. I it's, it's and that's, that's so, what's fun about it. Yeah. I mean, you just sit there and watch and go, oh boy, here we go. Let me tell you something. If somehow... Jackson Smith and the Jigba ends up in Cleveland. Me and Blake are taking our shirts off, and we're going to do a couple laps around the studio. Well, That's I think there might be uh, there might be all of us doing that because if we get JSN yeah. in Cleveland, but I think that would that would you know require a trade up. Trade up, yeah, definitely. You know, if the right situation presents itself, and you know what the Browns do or don't do here in free agency leading up to the draft will really tell us what they're gearing up for in the draft. Because if we don't bring in that guy at wide receiver and free agency, you know they're going after somebody in the draft. And that means they've got their eyes set on a maybe a handful of guys. And wherever they end up, yeah. they might have to go get them. And I don't think we're going to use all of our picks. You know, whether if that's trade them for next year, trade them for this year, we just don't have the roster spots. So No, and that's a good point. We've got the ammo, you know, third round, fourth round picks to kind of bump us up, maybe throw in one from next year, whatever we got to do to go get the guy that they have identified exactly. so yeah and that's the perks of having a good front office hey look at how many third round picks we've added from people getting hired out of our front office yeah that's what you do like look at look at the patriots i mean how many extra picks have they gotten so you know i mean there's a lot of good there's a lot to be excited about but at the same time you know there is some scares here and i'm not trying to be negative but i think the reality is 
the Browns clearly have done everything they can so far throughout free agency on the defensive side. And it's not that the offense needs a ton of work, but now it's now it's time to somewhat invest here. I mean, they got uh um Jordan Atkins, who's, you know, a solid, probably tied into, you know, what happens with Harrison Bryant, because, you know, he's already got that relationship with Deshaun. So it's like who knows? I, there's a ton of different ways I could see this going. It's just a matter of how they're going to play it out. That's that's the fun part. Yep. I just did a video about Aikens. Um, honestly, as far as receiving tight end goes, because we know how much they utilize Njoku in the passing game. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, the blocking game. Because he's so good at it. So, if, if he's blocking on passing downs, Aikens is a very good receiving tight end who can also be on the field work in the middle. He's big-bodied guys like 6'4", 245 or something. So he's a beast out there, and he, he definitely has some highlight reels in Houston with Deshaun Watson already, yeah. like you mentioned. So I like that. I like them bringing in somebody that's got familiar familiarity with Watson that's really good. And um, I, I think that also plays, too. There's just not a whole lot of wide receivers in free agency that I think are worth the money right now. I mean... We'll see what happens with McCole Hardman, if they can swing a deal for him. Um, maybe DJ Chark, like you mentioned. I know I, I've seen that name linked to the Browns a little bit too. Yeah, who knows? Free agency's weird. And it's also, it's just beginning. You know, we're mm-hmm. kind of stuck in this phase of like, oh my gosh, we got to get this guy now. But, you know, it's a it's a long waiting game. I mean, remember, we didn't get clowny until what, like... July or something crazy. Yeah. So who knows? You know, the trade market's open. It's it's cliche to say trust AB because I'm not going to blindly trust AB, but at the same time, it's like, all right, you know, who who saw Mari Cooper coming to Cleveland last year for a fifth round pick? Right. I mean, I know a lot of people are mad about Cooks going to Dallas for a fifth and a sixth, but, you know, it is what it is. Just got to wait and see. Um, but the last thing I wanted to say, but your point on Najoku about his blocking, what a testament it is to David Najoku because when he was first in Cleveland, he couldn't block to save his life. He had drops all over the place. And now he is really molded into a great starting tight end. And we extended him. So Andrew Barry is not going to extend a guy, you know, what he signed a five year deal. So, like, you know, clearly, clearly A.B. trusts him enough to make him a cornerstone of the Cleveland Browns. So, just want to throw that out there, you know, for everybody who's like, oh, Njoku, you know, he's improved a lot. And I think he deserves the respect. And, hey, full season with Deshaun next year, how much better is he going to be? So, Yep, we've given a lot of props to David just, and just the the path that he's gone down, you know, with requesting the trade, wanting out of Cleveland. Oh, yeah. You know, what, he fired his agent, got a new agent, worked mm-hmm. through the process, came back, said, okay, I'm all in. I'm ready to be part of the Cleveland Browns. I want to contribute. I want to be the guy. Signs the extension. I mean, and just the way he's improved his game, I mean, he really is a, a he's a great success story. Mm-hmm. And then, the oh my gosh, the Mary Kay. Um, do you remember when that happened, when him and Mary Kay were going back and forth? You'll have to remind me a little bit. Oh, my gosh. One of the funniest things I've ever seen a Browns player do, and trust me, the Browns, you know, they we have a history of some crazy people, but this 
Man, David Njoku. So Mary Kay um, had texted or had DM'd him on Instagram, which is kind of strange, you know. Not you know nothing against Mary Kay, but that is a little strange. I thought. Um, and she asked, like, "Are you still requesting a trade or whatever?" And David responds with, "Do you want to play PUBG?" <laughs> and she I forget what she had said she said like lol no like just trying to get some information or whatever and he said like well if you're not wanting to play with me then I don't need to answer your question or something <laughs> like that. and then she responded with well my son might play with you and then he just didn't respond <laughs> so I, I love David Njoku just for that because that oh my gosh when I read that for the first time I was like that is one of the craziest things I've ever seen an NFL player and a NFL, uh, you know, beat reporter have an encounter. Like, That's could you imagine that? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. He definitely, he's embodied that Cleveland culture, you know, that the dog, I mean, he's he's a brown man. And I, I for one, am definitely glad that he's he's stuck, you know, he's stuck with the team. The team stuck with him. We got through all that turmoil and it just seems to be paying dividends for both sides right now. Yeah, absolutely. But I think Aikens helps him. I think he helps Aikens. I, I honestly think this is going to be a good tight end pairing in Cleveland. I really do. Yeah, I think so too. They were uh, interested in Donald uh, mm. Parham, yeah. I think, who re-signed with the uh, Chargers. So the fact that that fell through, they were like, all right, well, let's get another Deshaun tight end who worked out well with him. So can't be too mad at it and it's a i don't did you see the money on that i saw it was a two-year deal i didn't get the money on that but it's cheap right yeah it was uh one, it was under two it was like 1.95 million a year oh yeah that's yeah that's yeah. dirt cheap dirt yeah cheap. oh yeah absolutely and and it kind of filled that paris campbell spot that i was looking at as far as what he can bring to the offense being that intermediate guy but he can also stretch the field down the seam like that's where he excels and for that price point that i was hoping mm -hmm. they could get paris campbell so I think I think it works. I think it's a good fit, and uh, you know, I guess we'll have to wait till September to see it play out on the field. But I am excited about that signing. Oh yeah, definitely, and a lot of good value. I think that's kind of the biggest takeaway from free agency so far. One big ticket item, and the rest are very good value. Yeah, very good value. So, yep, can't be too upset at it. I know you know we had our eyes set on Hargrave and Bates and. I wanted C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who got a cheap deal with Detroit. What a steal for Detroit. Yep. Yeah, it was. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, hey, good start. Got a long rest of the offseason. Let's see what we do with it. Yep, we do. And part of that offseason, like we said at the top of the show, is going to be NFL Draft. Night two, we're going to be live in studio. We're going to live stream on YouTube. Derek's going to be with us in the studio. So check that out, night two of the NFL Draft. We'll probably start around 6.45, maybe a little early. Kick things off and just kind of preview round two. Recap night one and just have a lot of fun sitting around talking and inter interacting with the fans. So make sure you're jumping in the comments that night and say hi. You know, we're going to have a good time. It's going to be fun. Oh, I can't wait. I love the draft. <laughs> it's going to be even better hanging out with you guys. So Absolutely. Can't wait. Um, why don't you go ahead, plug your socials, plug your YouTube real quick, and then we'll wrap it up. All right, yeah. The YouTube is just DF Sports. Um, I know I was a little bit of a break there for a minute, but I'm trying to get back to uploading regularly as the off season goes on. Uh, but appreciate it if you guys check me out. You know, it's free. 
do whatever you want. I don't care if you dislike the video, just check it out. You know, hey, <laughs> doesn't hurt. Um, and then also you can follow me on Twitter. It's DF underscore sports underscore is what it is. So my Twitter, I'm very active. And, you know, I've told Josh and the boys, jump in spaces, man. We're going all the time. I'm at work multitasking, you know, talking about the Browns. So it never ends. It literally never ends. Browns Twitter is crazy. But follow me on Twitter. Follow me on YouTube. And I think that's about it for me. All right. Well, listen, appreciate you joining the show. I'm sure everybody enjoyed this. And um, I can't wait to have you in studio, like I said, for the draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Everybody, make sure you check out Derek's YouTube on Twitter. And then make sure if you want more Browns content, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member. Derek's in there too, so you can interact with him more on that side of things as well. And we're going to wrap this up. So until we talk to you guys next time, go Browns. Go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.